Hello everyone and welcome to the Game Wave podcast. This is Cheap Wave number 12 with me, Cheap Shot, and... And I'm Joe. And you've just been listening to a track called Elevatia? Elevatia? Yeah. Elevatia, uh, I guess. And this is by Boss Fight, and this is the Mega Neko remix that you just heard. Yeah, super bouncy. And the uh, all this, because I think uh, they're both Swedish chiptune artists, and I feel like it's definitely got that Swedish sound. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like um, Rimdcraft and yeah. Laugh the Fox and those guys. They've definitely got that, that happy, bouncy, gummy bear style sound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Joe, what have, we got, what have we got coming up this week? Week? Yeah, we've got... Week? <laughs> that, that's ludicrous. I mean, this month. month. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, we've done quite well because I think it has only been... It's been less than a month, I think, actually, since the last show, so... yeah. That's the shortest amount of time we've left in a long while. <laughs> I, I think that's right, yeah. I mean, the, the tracks just piled up, and once the list got long enough, AJ, I think it's yeah. time we did uh, another show here. All sorts of chiptune and video game-inspired stuff. We've got the new um, EP from Owl Nami. We've got something from Zantilla. We've got some Synthwave from Arcade High. We've got a couple of heavier tracks, mm. and we've got uh, a new track from you, haven't we? It's yep, coming up on a new Cheap Beats release. Correct, yep. Yeah, so stay tuned for all that. So, Joe, what have you been up to? Let's talk about yours first, because yours is far more interesting than mine. So, <laughs> I guess two weeks ago, I was in Barcelona for the Spanabis Festival. Barcelona. Did I mention? <laughs> Did I mention that on the last show? I can't remember. Sure. But yeah, as as I uh, I work in the uh, the cannabis industry, um, <laughs> is that even? The, and, that, and that makes you, it sound extremely legal, but it's yeah. really not. I, is that a legit in, industry in the UK? <laughs> is that okay? Well, <laughs> I work in a head shop, and I also run a <laughs> selling um, heads. Uh, that's what they call it. Like, no, we sell we sell rolling papers, we sell bongs, we sell pipes. We also sell spray paints. We sell a lot of e-cigs and vape. And so it's basically legal highs then, right? Well, legal stuff, but not legal highs, because legal highs are now illegal in the <laughs> UK. <laughs> Which uh, I'm very glad about. Illegal highs. Yeah, illegal highs. That's what they are now. Interesting. And I also run a, a cannabis seed website. So... It, it was in that capacity that we went to Spanabis, really. Spanabis is a huge, it's kind of like a trade show, but it's also, there was a lot of just, you know, members of the public there who just go for a good time. All, all the seed companies, all the glassware companies, all the growing companies are there in a big convention hall, and it's just amazing. Last year... Um, my bosses had a table, but this year we didn't. We just we just went around the stalls as Mary Seeds, which is our website, and we we did some um, some business really, like worked out some deals and and spoke to some new companies and found out new stuff that we want to buy. Okay, and, and you know the weather was beautiful. We stayed in a little apartment just off La Rambla. Was that like the, was that an Airbnb perchance? It, it was Booking dot com, so okay. Yeah, and I got to do a bit of sightseeing. Got to go to the beach and the Sagrada Familia. You, so I, I joined on the Saturday night. We were only there for three days, and on the Saturday night, met up with some um, some friends from from Sheffield, and they introduced us to a they're called private clubs or members clubs or 
um, Asociación, mm-hmm. which is Spanish for association, and a bit like well, in Amsterdam, you know, you can just walk into a coffee shop and buy, and buy stuff. But yeah. in Barcelona, what happens is there's all these private clubs, and the idea is that you pay to become a member, and then you are entitled legally to a portion of the club's stash. So you can basically, you know, legally buy the stuff. So, you know, on a Saturday night, I walked in, showed them my driving license. They signed me up for a member's account. Um, I put 20 euros on my account, went downstairs into the bar, and they were like, right, what do you want? And there was just shelves and shelves and shelves of cannabis, like all these boutique (laughs) strains. And I bought something called Headbanger and something called uh, Triangle Cookies. Mm. And then, you know, it's, it's all legal. It's all above board and... Excellent. It was just, yeah, great to see. Anyway, we've been talking about this for about 10 minutes now. We have, we have. What have you been up to? Yeah, so I've been up to a couple of things. I've been playing a game, a board game called Gloomhaven, which has been making a bit of a storm in the board game world just recently because it's kind okay. of a an epic D&D campaign in a box. So... Right. I mean, the box itself is a small. Uh, it's um, sorry. It's as large as a small air conditioning unit. It's huge. It weighs about <laughs> fifteen kilograms, with um, mm. you know hundreds and hundreds of characters and thousands of cards and campaign books and everything. So basically, so, so swords and sorcery kind of stuff. Kind of yeah. It's like you are. I don't know. It's, it's kind of a cross between a board game and D and D because D and D is a campaign that takes weeks and weeks, and you. It's a legacy kind of mode where your character will gain XP and new spells and new items and new weapons and the world opens up. And the same with this. Depending on your choices in the game, you'll have access to new classes. So essentially in the box, I'm just looking at, looking at it over to my left here, which is why maybe the audio sounds weird, but there's a box with 17 different characters and... Most of them are sealed, so I can't even see what these characters look like until I get to them. Uh-huh. I'm expecting some bosses and, you know, some new playable characters. But, yeah, it's, just like, it's just like five years of D&D in a box, so yeah, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Oh, cool. This has got nothing to do with chip tune or anything, though, so no. uh, I guess we, uh, we move on. And... We do have a Japanese artist coming up next, and this is like a Hisashi Buri, a, a first-in-a-while release from 8-Bit Peoples, which I was very glad to see. Yep. Um, and also you know, a big Hisashiburi Aonami release as well. So Yeah, yeah. It, it it reminds me of back in the day when, you know, every month there'd be a new 8-Bit People's release and it was kind of just a big, a big deal. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't happen anymore. But it's good that they released this. Um, have you listened to it? I have listened to it, of course, yeah. 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 It's um, like, again, the, um, the track that we're going to play has this very much a very nostalgic kind of feel to it as well, even. It, yeah, it, it feels very kind of 2009 Japanese chip, yeah. chip tune. <laughs> so, yeah, I listened to it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is Japanese chip tune from like five, six years ago. But yeah, not, not to, not to, uh, what's the word, like, not to... Disparage it. Yeah, or say bad things about it. it it's a nice aesthetic, you know. Yeah, and it's got like a nice cassette buzz... Mm. like throughout the whole thing as well and it it's not an individual track is it it's a side a it is track yeah. of about 20 minutes and then a side b correct but we're gonna play one track from side b this one is called grindhouse and this is our nami 
this is Danimal Cannon. You're listening to the Game Wave podcast. <laughs> this is Galaxy Wolf, and you're listening to Game Wave podcast. Okay, that was Zantilla with his track Spaghetti Stomping in My Ragtime Boots. Squelch, squelch. Yeah, a f- squelchy, fun track there. Very, very different to the, the last stuff that I heard from Zantilla, which was more of a progressive metal style. But mm. that's uh, pretty fun. Yeah, cool stuff, cool stuff. Yeah, and coming up now, we've got what's become a regular segment. On cheap wave, we're going to talk about Japan, seeing as you live there and I used to live there and we both speak the language and mm-hmm. people seem to dig it. And I guess this week's topic is going to be to do with Sotsugyoshiki because that's what's happening in Japan right now, I guess. And Sotsugyoshiki is like graduation mm-hmm. ceremony. Yeah, so let's start with comparing our experiences in the UK with with Japan. So, sotsugyoshiki, mm. uh, graduation, is something that I only had at university level. And it was, you know... Yeah, definitely. A day when your parents came to the university to see you wear the... What is it even called? That's like a gown with the, the four-cornered hat, right? 
um, oh, what's it called? Like a mortar mm. board cap mm-hmm. or something. And you throw it in the air and then you have to make sure you catch it because if it goes on the floor, you might have to pay because... You, you lose your degree. And you're only renting it, right? You're only renting the, the <laughs> <Yeah>. outfit. <laughs> the robes. <laughs> yeah. But in Japan, and this might be because, you know, we're not from the States, but... I think it's the American influence. Yeah, yeah, that's what, was, that's what I'm thinking. But in Japan, you have... Sotsugyoshiki for, sorry, even kindergarten kids, then elementary school kids, then high school kids, and, well, literally every every level you have a a graduation. Yeah. It's just something that just is not on the, um, it's not part of going to school in the UK. Like, don't have a graduation ceremony when you leave primary school or secondary school. It's just, you just go. (laughs) That's it. And the school you're going, going home to, one day. yeah, it's just you know a few miles up the road, if that. So it's not a big deal. You'll see all your mates again, like in yeah. in you know the next in the next week or whatever. Um, anyway, so but yeah, they're they're incredibly emotional here. Um, mm. The first one I went to was a junior high school um, graduation ceremony, and yeah. I'd just come to the country, and I'd only been living here for six months. And I don't think, I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but at the time I was 22 years old and I was basically closer to the students in age than I was the teachers. And I had this inc- right. incredible bond with the students. They used to take mm-hmm. me, um, we used to go eat sushi together or go around and play football after school or do the, the club sports together. And I just had this really, really big, you know, bond with the students, mm-hmm. which really inspired me to learn Japanese. And... The Sotsugyoshiki, it's designed to, you know, inspire this incredible emotional, uh, you know, rush mm. in, in your head. All of the um, students that are staying in, the, staying in the school, ergo, those students that are not graduating will, you know, have a speech and say, you know, thank you for blah, 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 and sing a song to the graduate, graduating students. And the graduating students will sing a song back, and it's you know it's incredible, <laughs> it's, it's epic. Yeah. <laughs> and I was there. This is my first time exper- experiencing this. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm not. <coughs> I'm not you well enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I've got a nut in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was incredibly emotional at at, the, at that point. But yeah. then after that, I worked at an elementary school, and it was you know grade six students graduating. These you know eleven year olds. I was just thinking, you know, who cares? You're only going to the school literally across the road. Yeah, it just, it, I couldn't understand it. Yeah. So, yeah, sotsugyo means graduation. Sotsugyo suru is the verb to graduate. Mm-hmm. And shiki is that just, it's the word for ceremony, really, isn't Essentially, it? Essentially, yeah. 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 So that's, your, that's your word of the week, the word of the month. You, New Gaku Shiki as well. We won't get into that. I think we've talked enough about it. New Gaku Shiki is, uh, yeah, entrance ceremony. So there's another ceremony for entering the school. <laughs> there's a lot in Japan, honestly, isn't there? There's a lot of ceremonies. There's a lot of kind of formal. That's it, yeah, yeah. Go Formalities. I mean, my, yeah. my mum comes over to Japan and she's always like, oh, it's like the bloody military over here, isn't it? Like, you know. Really? Having kids. And- having kids line up and, uh, you know. There's just a shiki for everything. There's a shiki for everything. You know, when when you get a new job or when you leave a job or mm. all sorts of stuff. 
Okay, we've got a track from uh, Zemogasa and a guy called Buche. I'm not, I'm not familiar with Buche. Yeah, two French guys, I think. Yeah, uh, Zemogasa, everything he puts out is really cool. A lot of FM stuff, and yeah. this is no exception. It's a, again, it's a kind of future-based style, real bouncy, cool track. So it's called Fold. Check it out.
answer me I've done nothing wrong I've been waiting Now I'm on my own When the night is cold And you're next to me Maybe I should fold There you go, straight out of the 80s arcade high with full hearts. That must that, that sounds a lot like Stranger Things. Um, yeah. And yeah, really, really good track. Um, I'm glad you picked that for this week's episode, Joe. Thank well, you, mate. Yeah, well, that's not like, it's not a new track by any means. I think it came out about a year ago, but I was just browsing the uh, 
it's from the Telefuture net label and I just came across that track and thought it'd fit on the show we don't play too much synth wavy stuff so there you go yeah and now we're going to chat a bit about another one of these Bandcamp interview articles we seem to have one for each show don't we lately but did, we, did we have one last time? What was the last Maybe one? not last time. But the one, the we, one before we, was the the Japanese chip chain one, right? Yeah, they're oh, really okay. good. I really appreciate like yeah. all these highlights these, uh, and focusing yeah. on the genres. Yeah. So, what is the genre in question today, Joe? Yeah. Well, this one was right up my street because this is an artist called Master Boot Record, and it's a one man project from Italy which combines chip tune really like the, the old demo scene mm, kind of c64 sound. style yeah yeah with um, kind of heavy metal guitar and kind of black metal chord progressions i really dig it I, I hadn't heard of this guy before reading this interview and the imagery is very good you mm. know obviously the name master boot record and the track titles are things like you know just just lines of code yeah isn't like the the album title a, a command line prompt yeah. or something like c colon forward slash blah 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 yeah exactly so it's packaged really well and yeah we'll put the link to this interview with this guy in the show notes was, um, it, was it a cassette release i think he has done yeah stuff on cassette he's also bloody released... cassettes i still don't get it <laughs> I don't get the revival of cassettes. It honestly doesn't make sense to me. But Why? Really, uh, well, what's the point? What the point is that it there's oh, much it's there's not, much it's novel. It is yeah. That's the only thing going for it. There's much more beautiful. Um, uh, what, what's the word? Media out there. You know, vinyl is great, or but even a mini disc would be pretty cool. But why cassette? Because it's there's there's a mystique and there's a there's a retro nostalgia. That's all it is, I think. I think that's all it is. Yeah, but you remember on the last show we spoke about that release that was coming out on a Nescart on a Famicom. Well, that's cool. I mean, I can get behind that. Well, yeah. (laughs) Okay, the audio quality objectively is not as good as CD, but. I, I, I collect tapes. I like them. And I'm not saying this just because you've, you've hurt my feelings. But, <laughs> you know, there's there's a certain pleasure that you can get from listening to the, the warm, fuzzy, like, sounds of a tape that you can't get from CD. CD, to me, is very compressed. Mm. And, yeah, clinical and almost too clean and clear cut. Where with a tape, you, you get that fuzzy, rich, warm feeling. And you get you get the clicks and the, all, all that right. kind of stuff. All right. Okay. Okay. Shall, um, shall we listen to it then, Joe, or you, you want to... Yeah, yeah. We're going to play a track called Buffers Equals 1770 by Master Boot Record. So check this out. It's heavy...
Okay, you just heard two chip slash metal tracks. We thought we'd group the heavy tracks together on today's show. First one was Master Boot Record, and the second one was a track called Subpixel Carryover by Heptadium from a release on the Nintendo Core Lives label. They put out another compilation featuring 19 tracks from different artists recently. It's called Glitched, and... 
there's some okay stuff on there and then there's some really really good stuff so if you like your heavy stuff go and check that out at nintendocorelives.bandcamp.com yeah very very nice very Metal, well produced drum and bass chiptune stuff it had a lot going on for it yeah yeah like that and now we're gonna quickly give a shout out to a podcast which is coming back from the dead this is something that long-time listeners of the GameWave podcast might remember from back in the day. It's a podcast called Into the Score. Towards the start of the GameWave podcast life, we used to be on a podcast network, and, and this podcast was also on there with us, and that's how I started listening to it. It's hosted by a guy called Kenley, who is a music professor at a university in Canada. And a bit like the, the podcast that we mentioned a few shows ago with APOC, where they kind of analyze chiptune soundtracks. Um, in fact, it's very similar to that. But Kenley really does it from a music theory standpoint and takes you through time signatures and dynamics and all that kind of stuff. So I don't think the um, first episode or the first new episode is out yet. But when it is, I'll probably post something up on the Game Wave podcast page. Um, yeah, so before I used to take, you know, um, soundtracks like the old Mega Man and, and really go into it and analyze it. And it was super interesting and actually taught me a lot about music theory. Um, it looks like he's got a Patreon as well. Maybe we can add that in the show notes. Okay, yeah, totally. And we're still not getting a Patreon, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need no Patreon. All we need is those five-star reviews. Yes, we do. We do. We'd much prefer five-star reviews. We'll get we to that later, added... though, yeah. Yeah, we will. We'll, we'll beg a bit later on. <laughs> All right. Um, coming up next, we've got another couple of tracks. Uh, the first one here is from GIS, and it's called The Freezing Fog. Joe, tell us a bit about this. Yeah, so... On, a, on a, a few shows recently, we've played tracks from a guy called Vim, who is a chiptune artist based in the UK. He, he put a release out on 8-Bit Peoples a few years ago, and this is, I think, his other alias. Uh, he puts out some tracks under the, the name of GIS. This is another kind of more dark track, and comes from a release called The Black Ice, and it, it, it's all tracks kind of to do with... Um, weather and driving in the uk so you've got <laughs> sounds, tracks like sounds grim it is it's really cool though it's, it's like you know very dark minimal techno with oh, the chip nice. tune slant you know there's tracks like the black ice the night driver the warning signs the slow gray dawn and this one is the freezing fog
All right, the second track you just heard there was called Street Drones, and that's by a chiptune artist called Josh Query from Mexico, I believe. Um, this album is available on the Bleep Love record label, which is a Russian record label. And if you're into your LSDJ kind of funky dance stuff, then yeah, go and check it out. I like that. We've been bringing out the heavy tracks on today's show. Yeah. Pretty intense, that one. And now we're going to have a quick chat about Cheat Beats and what you've got coming up. There's not too much scheduled for the squad. We've kind of splurged all our releases <laughs> already. But yeah, go and check out L Power and um, Paul Sim because they're two great releases that we put out recently. There we go. So the squad's emptied its ball sack for the next couple yeah. of months. Yeah. Got, all right. got to fill up, wait a few months. He's got to wait a few months, yeah. Um, cheat beats. We um, this is going to be a little section about cheat beats. The first thing I want to talk about is the upcoming. No, no, we'll do it the opposite order. The first thing I want okay. to talk about is regarding the last podcast that me and Joe did. Actually, um, at the very end of the podcast, we talked about um, how the Pterodactyl Squad all releases are basically free, and cheat beats mm. were basically not free for all of them. Yeah. And You've this, seen the error of your ways. <laughs> not, not just that, but th- <laughs> that, that was a conscious decision at the start of the label. You know, it was, well, how much do we charge for this stuff? You know, what, what, what do we think it's worth? Blah, blah, blah. You did the right thing, man. Honestly, you did the right thing because you created value for that music. Interesting. And, and you were able to, to build up, you know, the, the resources that you need to, to kind of keep things going and promote. Mm. the artist well so you totally did the right thing there just speaking about the idea of pay what you want releases and my own spending um habits if you like of that even if it's a pay what you want release and it's something that i want you know i I will i will pay you know five dollars or whatever the minimum or at least five dollars for for a release even if it's free. And I think that's part of that in me is the fact that I am coming up to, you know, I'm 34 now, I've, I'm, I'm settled, I'm a married man, I've got kids, I'm a responsible adult in a way. It, it's just, <laughs> it just makes sense that I'd pay $5 for that. So yeah. a part of me thinks, surely other people think like this. But then I think, well, hang on, if, what about when I was 20 years old and still a university student? I probably wouldn't have paid for absolutely anything. So there's there's a whole spectrum of of people and, you know, their willingness to pay for certain things, whereas I guess I'm on the the more generous side of the spectrum. Well, yeah, it depends on the amount of expendable income you've got and it depends on, I think, your age because, like you say, the older you are, the the more you're going to realise that there's a connection between funding an artist and that artist being able to continue um, I think, and, and your involvement in the scene, you mm, know. Mm, I think at the core of it, though, is the idea that I think we talked about this last time. For the price of a coffee, you could, yeah. you could buy a yeah. release, and this is something people, that I mean, how long does it take that Starbucks um, barista to pour your coffee, and how long did it take, you know, me, cheap shot, or whoever, like this guy? Arcade High, for example, I mean, their, their stuff's not free, but how long did it take them to make their release and what effort's gone into that? It, it's completely non-comparable, surely. I, I agree, definitely, but people don't think like that. And especially when 
there's a precedent that's being set, you know, for example, in Chiptune, a lot of the scene was built back in the day before Bandcamp on free downloads. Mm. And so there was kind of this expectation, really, mm. that you could get the music for free. And that, that um, comes back to a part of my change of heart in a way as well. Like Tours, the record label, 8-Bit People's, the record yeah. label, these extremely um, influential record labels were all free. So yeah. I'm thinking, hang on, Cheap Beats is this pay, every single release is at least, you know, $4 or something. Am, am I being a tight ass? Am I, you know, what's the situation I don't think, here? No, I don't think you're being tight because this is the whole thing like the whole landscape is changing when it comes to music but if people really want to listen without downloading they can stream it and if they don't want to pay that's the way I see it yeah. but then again saying that I offer all my stuff for free on Toadactor Squad just because that's what we said from the start we said okay. we never want to rely on anything mm. we just want to spread the music mm. and that that's I think that's idea. also very noble though I mean that, that that's a, another very fair way of doing it surely that that's a good game plan yeah but you you've also done well like i said earlier with um with, with making your releases you know you have, you have to pay for them mm. and you, you've been successful at that what would be interesting now is to see what happens yeah. when you put them as pay what you want because i think you've got a really good listenership that probably will still contribute i, I mean that that's my thinking behind it and uh, hopefully people yeah. like myself would still, you know, appreciate actually giving money to the artist because again, yeah. Cheap Beats as, as the label itself, it doesn't make a lot of money. Most no. of it goes straight back to the artist. So you're not, you're not funding me; you're funding the artists. Yeah. So if you think, oh, I'm not going to give Cheap Beats five dollars, that's basically <laughs> like saying, oh, I'm not going to give Rob Octopus or I'm not going to give, you know, Tom Foolery and the Family Jewelry five dollars. It's not that you're giving yeah. it to James York Cheap Shot; you're giving it to the artist. No. So. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, but, that's obvious to me. Yeah, but but anyway, um, so what we've come up with is a kind of internal plan. I mean, me, me speaking to the artists and their, their ideas and feelings towards pay what you want. Uh, the, va the vast majority of artists on Cheap Beats got back to me and said, yeah, yeah, no problem with having my releases as pay what you want. And a particular artist, I mentioned him just now, Rob Octopus, he came up with the idea of why don't we have a free digital download a CD at normal CD costs and a kind of deluxe digital download, which includes extras, for example, mm. save data or, uh, you, know, you know, something from the artist extra as, yeah. as a digital extra download. So I think that's the, 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 the kind of three-tiered way that we're going to go from now on with Cheap Beats. Essentially, it will be pay what you want, download, um, optional, premium download with extras from the artist and then a CD. So if you want to yeah. support the artist, there'll be two extra ways for you to do it. And that's what's uh, going to be happening um, from April this year. But before that, we have a Cheap Beats versus Cheap Beats remix compilation coming out. Um, before I mention that, if you have any opinions on how you pay for your music and what you want to see from chiptune labels and you know, anything to do with pay what you want or the value of chiptune, me and Joe are extremely interested in this subject. Yeah. So if you wanted to get in touch with us, you can get in touch with us at Joe, what's the best place? Um, message the, the Facebook profile. So it's mm -hmm. facebook.com forward slash Gamewave podcast or you can tweet either of us. I'm at Joe Gamewave and you're mm -hmm. at Cheap Shot. At Cheap Shot, yep. 
So yeah, just get in touch yeah. with us. Let us know your uh, opinions on that because we, as label owners, really don't know the answer. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting, and, and especially because I'm in a, a band as well. So I'm in a completely different scene, a different mm-hmm. world. Yeah, so in chip tune, it's kind of like the default is for me. I feel like a free download or a pay what you want or perhaps a low price um, download. Whereas in what we do um, in the band, the default is you know you 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 just expected that you're going to have to pay seven dollars or whatever for a download, or you're going to have to buy the physical copy. There's a lot of physical copies being bought, mm. and yeah, it's just interesting how each. The scene seems to have its own way of dealing with these things, and Bandcamp and the internet in general has completely changed everything. But I, I like the way things are at the moment. Artists have got control, and so have labels. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, let's jump into the uh, the little compilation. This is the first um, Cheat Beats. Actually, it's the second Cheat Beats compilation. The first one was just a collection of the best of Cheat Beats. This is. A little compilation that, again, Michael, uh, Rob Octopus, he came up with the idea. He said, why don't we all submit a track and then remix remix each other's works? So this is going to be Cheap Beats versus Cheap Beats Remix Volume 1. And it's a collection of 10 tracks, all all original Cheap Beats tracks, then remixed by other artists. Very nice. Yeah, we're going to play... Uh, my remix of Jules' track, which is called Cutthroat. So, yeah, check so this out. this is an exclusive, right? It is, yeah. Yeah, check it out. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so what you're listening to now was a track by Matthew Squibb called Orbit 5. And if you don't know Matthew Squibb, he is a member of the band for astronauts and satellites who are, I want to say drone rock, but I'm not sure if that's an actual thing. Kind of drone and. Yeah.、Um, progressive. Progressive rock band that use LSDJ. Yeah. Um, as a backing instrument, and he's come off with a solo project. And this, this is the album is actually called Orbit Five. And this is a kind of he's he's advertising it as the soundtrack to a game that doesn't exist, kind of thing. You know, this kind of virtual、yeah. OST, if you like. And yeah, it's really worth a listen and your cash. So go and check that out. Cool.、Uh, next, events. We've only got one real event to talk about this week, this month even, and that、yeah. is Shirabon's event called Hyperwave 5, which is going to be taking place. I'll check the date. In London. In London. Dancer. Dancer for April 28th at Cafe 1001. <laughs> that was just a very nasal accent. Right <laughs> 7 30 till midnight, innit? <laughs> That's better. Free entry, like. <laughs> He's only gone and got bloody sea tricks on. Sea <laughs> <laughs> tricks put a funny Facebook status up the other day. Did you see it? What was it? It was like, I'm just embarrassed. No, about his unreleased music. Yeah. Yeah, I messaged him about that and said, <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> I did, because I said, Yeah, you've got some unreleased tracks that are supposed to be coming out on Cheap Beats as well, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said, Sorry, sorry if, if you feel like I've been putting pressure on you to release as well. But no, he was all right. Yeah.、Um, yes,、yeah, so、they've got, anyway, Hyperwave 5 in London.、Uh, live acts, Citrix, Saber Pulse, Nanobi,、uh, RLSN, not sure how you pronounce that, Rittlin, maybe? No,、um, this is Simba. And Dogma. Familiar with these guys, Joe?、Um, I'm familiar with Simba. Okay, good. Simba, they just played in Square Sounds, Melbourne. It's、um, Jules, aka、uh, Je Deviant DJ en Trois Jours, and、yeah. uh, Tom, Henry. aka Henry Homesweet. Yeah, that's Simba.、Yeah. And then this other artist, DOGM, I'm pronouncing it as Dogum, I'm not, not, not quite sure what it is, but DOGM. <laughs> He is also from France. He looks like he owns a tattoo studio or something. He's covered in tats. But he,、right. he makes this very kind of dark、um, industrial techno music as well with,、um, okay. and, and with Nano Loop. So to see them together,、oh. yeah, I'm expecting something very dark and visceral. So yeah, that's going to be nice. They also oh, they're have, playing together? Yeah, they're playing together. I see, I see. That, they're, they're coming under the name RLSN, Simba and Doggum. And then、yeah. they have from Canada, good old Happy Chappy Bryface, who I ate pizza、ah. with in New York last year. So, yeah, nice to see Bryface. If you want to see Bryface, who is one of the nicest people in Chiptune,、yeah. uh, get down to Hyperwave in,、um, the, at the end of April here. The final artist is Havok. So, again,、oh. that's Hyperwave 5. Shudabon is the guy behind it. He's not actually playing. But that's going to be 7 30 till midnight on April 28th in London. And it's free entry. Can you add him and Eve it? Amazing. Can you add him and Eve it? 
Yeah. Yeah, we'll put a link to that in the show notes if you want to to find out more information. But that is a cracking lineup. Indeed. And yeah, hope to see Bry Face. He, he comes over to the UK quite a bit and he's he's been up to Sheffield before and hung out with us. Cool guy. And he seems to be doing a lot putting on his own events in That's Canada. That's true, actually. I think it was well. just yesterday. We we're recording this on Friday evening, but Thursday, or was it Thursday? I think it was yesterday. He had the first, Boa. I want to say. Um, yeah, yeah, Boa Constructor. I think uh, it was the second, perhaps. Now, are you sure? I'm not sure, but he did put on a show with Norin Rad and himself, I think. Ah, uh, right, right. right. So, yeah, it is the second then. It is the second then. But I think it was yesterday, and apparently it went down like a storm. So, yeah, he's yeah. really, um, you know, pushing chiptune in the Vancouver area. So, yeah. Good to see. Yeah, yeah. excellent, excellent. Um, next, we're going to talk a little bit about... Oh, just, just a quick announcement. The uh, Chiptunes Equals Win compilation number six is underway. So if you're interested in getting on the Chiptunes Win compilation, which is an annual event, it's always very, very hype. Lots and lots of cool tunes on there. If you want to get your track on there, or at least have a chance of getting your track on there, send it in. We'll provide um, instructions in the show notes. And you're going to be a judge, aren't you, for that? Again, yes, I'm a judge this year. Also, we have, uh, I can't remember all the judges, but new this year we have Floor Baba, who is the uh, kind of the guy behind um, Data Pop records so yeah happy to see him on the judging team and the best way to bribe cheap shot at this point would be with a five-star review from the game (laughs) honestly (laughs) that's a surefire way to get your track on this compilation absolutely if if you if you give me that five-star review i'll make sure that i'll give you i'll give you a five-star rating (laughs) you'll get an automatic pass yeah 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 (laughs) don't forget and that's also our breakfast um lunch and dinner if you send that as well so not only will I get you on the on the podcast, but you're also helping me uh, survive in this terrible world. But yeah, in all seriousness, head on over to your iTunes store and give us a review. We'd really appreciate it, and it helps spread the chip tune love around the world. Um, if you just want to have your name shouted out on the show, just get in touch, and we, we have no problem yeah. doing that. Hey, John from Baltimore, whatever you know. <laughs> and if you're an artist who wants your stuff played, all you have to do is email yeah, or which, message which is, or whatever. Which happens, which happens frequently, but we didn't have anything yeah. this time. No, so yeah, like we said before, go to facebook.com forward slash Gamewave Podcast and drop us a message, or tweet me at Joe Gamewave or Cheap Shot is at Cheap Shot. And we also have a website, gamewave.yays.co. So that's gamewave.yays.co. Yeah, get in touch. Yeah. Uh, last track today we're going to play is by Yunomi. Yunomi. Yeah. And the track is called Oedo Controller. And this is featuring Toriena. And it's the Tokyo Elvis remix. Yes, this so, is the Tokyo Elvis remix. Quite a collaboration. Remix. Yes. So again, that's Yunomi with a track called Oedo Controller featuring Toriena and a remix by Tokyo Elvis. Now, this this um, kind of release came out in February and it is the result of, what would you call it? Like a crowdsourced um, remix competition, if you like. So Yunomi... Yeah. Yunomi put the original track stems up on SoundCloud and there was a bunch of remixes. I mean, a, a lot of remixes, 150 plus remixes of the track all put up, put, put up on SoundCloud. Some of the best of those have been chosen um, to go on to the release. 
and we've yeah. chosen one which is by Tokyo Elvis. Um, a really cool track, very, very funky, very, very Japanese, of course. And yeah, yeah it's a nice, nice song to end the show with. So again, thank you very much for listening. Send us your reviews, your messages and all that stuff. Comment, yeah. like and upvote. <laughs> <laughs> just do everything just do everything <laughs> do all you can your existence should be only dedicated to improving this podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah thanks for listening guys it's been a fun one and we'll see you next time for Cheap Wave 13 on Lucky for Some Ooh. but Lucky for You Aye.